most scholar. And so John, they asked him, are you the Messiah? He said, no, I'm not. They said, then why then do you baptize people? Because they knew when Messiah come, he would baptize people. The problem is, John was not working any miracles. So I don't see why they would confuse John with the Messiah. Because John didn't have one lick of miracle in his life. Didn't wake up any dead. Didn't open blind eyes. So there's no way scripturally could John be the Messiah. But it goes to show how too much knowledge can deceive people. Professing to be wise, they became fools. And try to force them several times. Aren't you the Messiah? Why are you baptizing people? Now, you must understand when a Jew means a dog. And to the Jew, you are a dog. You are polluted. You are an idol worshiper. You are a nobody. You're a scum of the earth. And they won't even eat with you, sit with you, talk with you. And the only way you can become a Jew, you have to become a proselyte. A proselyte is somebody that have four steps they must go through. And those four steps, one of them involve circumcision. Another one, in, in fact, called for you to practice the Torah and all the festive feasts. Another one said you must be baptized in water because you're impure. They required of you. And last but not least, they said you must neglect all your association with idolatry and your friends and your customs and everything you do must be kosher, must be based on Judaism. Otherwise, you are still a Gentile. Now, when you go through all that system, the Jew will say that you become a babe. You are born again. The Jews call that a baby. That's why Paul wrote to the Romans and says, Roman Jew says, you call yourself an instructor of the blind and an educator of the unlearned and a father to the babe. And so that's how the Jews believe. In chapter 15, you read it right there, they have a conference. You, you must keep mother's law if you're going to be converted, if you're going to be saved, and be a part of the kingdom of Israel. Now you must understand that Israel is under bondage, or dominion of a foreign authority, foreign power, which is Rome. Rome is in charge, and Rome is controlling Israel. And so they look for the Messiah to come. When the Messiah come, as the prophet Isaiah and other prophets said, he would be mighty and powerful. He would be uh, take dominion of the world and get back to Israel. So they thought, well, John must be it. He's got power. Everybody's bowing his baptism. And John is baptizing people, giving all the salvation. And even the king trembles. And surely John is the man. John said, no, I'm not. But when John saw Jesus, he said, look, I'm not worthy to stoop to unlatch the lace of his boots. That's the lowest job of a slave, to take off that dirty shoe and wash those dirty feet and throw the boots of a Moab. And John said, I'm not even qualified for the least, the worst of all servitude to this one that's coming. And John said, I knew him not. But the one that sent me said, the one upon whom we see the Spirit like a dove light upon, that's the guy. That's the Messiah. So John says, I don't know him, even though it's his cousin. John says, I don't know him. I never met him before. I don't know who he is. 
And when John baptized Jesus, after a little controversy about who should baptize who, the Bible says, the, John said, I saw the Spirit like a dove as it landed upon Jesus Christ. Just like the dove and the ark was in simulation, so we see Jesus Christ in Revelation. Here it light upon him. And John said, I knew him not, but I saw. And I said, this is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb of God that comes to take away the sins of the whole world. Not just Israel. I come to take away the sins of the whole world. Now, Jesus spent 40 days, 40 nights fasting and praying on a mountaintop, like, you know, and uh, he won the battle, but it was the devil. He came now, went to the temple, picked up the Bible and read it before them. And said, this day the scriptures fulfilled. They looked at him and said, who is he? Well, they should have known because the shepherd said, this is the Messiah. The shepherd says that. Anna says that. Simeon said that. That's three witnesses. It's confirmed. And fourth, I mean, it's in divine order. It's in order. The fourth voice says it. And so it happened that Jesus Christ grew at age 12, suddenly came to his temple. All those evidences are everywhere that you should know this is the Messiah. His virgin birth, his appearance at age 12, and now he's working miracles, and they still don't know him. Just like Moses said, there's one standing among you whom you knew not. But when he comes, he'll baptize you with what? Holy Ghost and fire. You need a baptism this morning. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. And only one person can take you that's higher power. And so Jesus Christ worked miracles, and the poor confessed him, and the healed confessed him, but the rich and the, the know-how would not confess him. They even said Jesus Christ worked powers from the Beelzebub. Blasphemy. But here's Nicodemus, a member of the Sanhedrin. And I personally think out of cowardice, he came by night. Did not want to come that everybody could see him. Didn't want to be associated with the disciples of Christ. Because everywhere he's spoken against, just about. If you confess Jesus, you get thrown out of the Sanhedrin, of the temple, of the synagogue. So why would he jeopardize his ministry of a doctor over the law over all of Israel. He didn't want to do that. So while Christ was relaxing, he knocked on the door. Who are you? I'm Nicodemus. What do you want? I want to talk to Jesus. I want to interview with Jesus. Now, you don't just interview with Jesus and walk away the same way you came. Because he knows what's this in man. He knows what's in your heart and my heart. He knows where we've been, what we've done, how we did it. You can't fool Jesus. His eyes are on the sparrow. And he watches over us. Amen. So Nicodemus walked in the house, I'm not sure who the house it was, and said, Look, Jesus, he said, Rabbi, first, you know, accolade, of course, respectfully, Rabbi, mean master, we know. Now, who's we? <laughs> I mean, my, my buddies, we know that thou art, thou art a teacher. That's probably will go. We won't say, Son of God, we say, you're a teacher. Well, that means that much. You're a teacher. And that you came from God. We will not say that what you're doing is from the devil. We're going we're gonna to say, it's, it's okay. We know it's credible. What you're doing is right. It's credible. 
It has to be from God. For no man that we know of can do what you've done. Where the wind obeys you. Nature submit to you. Devils confess you. And you control creation as if you own it. You act like you own the earth. The earth. Everything responds to you in the affirmative. Devils cries out. Sickness disappears. Amen. The, the leper is healed and cleansed. You've got to be from God. Nicodemus is, is more than from God. He's God. <laughs> Never cease be God. He was wrapped up in a coverall called flesh. He said, we know that. You cannot but be from God. Now, church, it, it bothered me all day on the plane coming home, even where it was. Why did Jesus usher Nicodemus the way he did? Please read it one more time, please. Look how Jesus responded. It doesn't make sense. Now, if you're an English teacher, there is no relationship or context between what Nicodemus said and what Jesus responded with. Either Jesus didn't hear him and accept the, the salutation and said, well, look, yes, look how great I am. You know, he's, he's, he's lifting up Jesus. He's being, he's acting in a way to say, Lord, you're just great. You're awesome. I'm impressed. The thing you're doing is awesome. Wow! And then Jesus said, Verily, verily, he says, he answered. Jesus answered a question Nicodemus never asked. Verily, ver the word verily means amen, amen, amen. Truly, truly. I say unto thee, except a man. Now, church, he's not just talking to Nicodemus, because the word thee does not say I say unto you. That's why I love this old English now, friend. I love it. This is I say unto you. Otherwise, he's confined this to Nicodemus. But it transcends one person. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, thee, except a man, except a man. Now the word except means it's indispensable. It's irreplaceable. You cannot and will not achieve anything without doing this. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now that problem, that really bothered me. God, Jesus, why did you say to Nicodemus? He never asked you that question. Why are you telling him this? Stick to the issue. Are you from God or not? How do you do these miracles? What's the secret here? Basically, are you the Messiah? You know, and, 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 and uh, that's the question he's asking Jesus indirectly. You do some things that only Messiah can do. And if Messiah is here, then it must mean the kingdom of God is here. Now, that's what Nicodemus is thinking, but he's not saying it. Hello? He won't go that far. And Jesus knew what he said. And Jesus 
answered the rhetorical inherent question that he's asking. Is this it or not? But you see, let me give some more background here. Israel is a state, a political and religious state, in dominion on their foreign government. And if anything they wanted to see is the recovery of what they lost since King David reigned. They want a change of state and a change of government. And they want to get back in authority seat and be that beautiful, powerful head of all nations. How is it going to happen? The Messiah will come and make it happen. So obviously, he said, Jesus, that's the question, are you him or not? Obviously, he never heard John's preaching because John told him it's he. And he said, you must be born again. Nicodemus responded, well, get serious, Jesus. You're more intelligent than that. I'm over 50 years old, at least. <laughs> and you tell me, let me reflect to myself, how can any man crawl back in his mother's womb and be born again? How do you expect a man who's lived all those years to go back inside his mother? Get smart, Jesus. You're smarter than that. Expect Jesus to apologize to yourself. Verily, verily, I'm going to repeat what I said to you. You must be born again. Except you be born again of the water and the Spirit. You cannot see or enter the kingdom of God. Now, Nicodemus still don't get it. He says, Jesus, settle down. You're, more you're a teacher. What we have here now is train the trainer. Jesus said, Nicodemus, the wind blow it where it listed. And you hear a sound. And you cannot tell where the sound comes from. So is everyone that's Born again. He said, Master, how can this thing be? Help my unbelief. Help me. Help me somehow break it down for me. Let me get it in a way so I can understand it. How can this thing be? Jesus said, Look, aren't you a teacher? A ruler of the Jew? You're involved in religion for so long and you don't know what I'm talking about? Hey, if your light is dark, then how deep is your darkness? How shallow a brain do you have that you don't even know what to us is fundamental? In fact, this is not even heavenly stuff. This is earthly stuff. What I'm saying to you is fundamental to us. How come you being a teacher don't know this? Where have you been? Who's been teaching you? That which is flesh is flesh. That which of the Spirit is spirit. Very, very, I said to you, except a man be born the water of the Spirit, he cannot see or enter the... Ki the word, I don't pause.
I'm telling you, you've got to be born again. Now, here's why Jesus said to him, you don't know this, to be a apostle, it means you are a Gentile. Every Gentile of a past. When you become an apostle, it means you become a Jew by conversion. You've gone from being a Gentile dog to become a Jewish sheep. That's quite a transformation. And the only way he did that is by the, the conviction and the confession and the, and, 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 and the conforming to what we tell you to do. And one of them is water can be baptized. You've got to be ready to give up your adultery. Give up your religion. He said, Nicodemus, the change I'm talking about is not like you becoming a proselyte. It's a higher level. You will never see the kingdom of government, I mean the kingdom of God, by a change of state in Israel. You will never see the kingdom of God by a change of government in Israel. You will not see it by a change of political leader. There has to be a change of soul, body, and spirit. In other words, if you're born again, when you become in Christ, you will become a brand new creature. Now, born again means you're a babe, and a babe has no past. And your past right now does not qualify you to enter into God's kingdom. Your past going to keep you out from going to heaven. Your past will keep you from becoming a part of the benefactor of the blessing of the kingdom. And the only way you can enter into God's kingdom, God's paradise, God's promises, God's blessing, and God's goodness, is if you have a new birth. In other words, you can't come as you are. As you are, it's not going to work. I'm not here to make you a proselyte. I'm here to make you a son of God. I'm here to make you a daughter of God. And your birth must not be from beneath. He said, I am from above. You are from beneath. Every person that you give a new birth to is an earthly birth and it's corruptible. It's earthy. It's devilish and sensual. But the birth which from above, there is a sound. As a rushing mighty wind. Hallelujah. And your present birth is not good enough to make you go to heaven. In other words, you can't afford to die the way you are. You can't afford to live any longer the way you are. You need a chain of state. A chain of condition. Hello. This old man, this old person you've always been, is a problem to you. But when you're born again like a brand new baby, a brand new baby has no past. Only a future. Now, what Jesus Christ is saying is, look guys, look, Nicodemus, you are a Jew. You are a doctor of the Jewish system. And you know that a Gentile cannot become a Jew except he's converted. Then how come you don't know 
to get into God's kingdom, you've got to be converted. Don't you know a Gentile in his present state cannot become a Jew except he has circumcision? Well, in the spiritual realm, I want to circumcise your heart. You circumcise with a knife, I'm going to circumcise without hands. Hello. And I want to blot out your past. I want to blot out your sins. I want to wash you in water and wash away all of your sins. You can't go to heaven with the bag of sins that you have. You've got too much sins in your past. It will disqualify you from being a recipient of heaven. You can't enter the gates. You can't see the glory of God. You've got to have a change. Today, you've got to change its inescapable reality. You cannot enter in. Hello? So you can even take your pick. Hello? Now, what God is saying to Nicodemus, look, Nicodemus, when a person is born again, all their past is under the blood. All your sins and transgressions, all that you've ever done that's contrary to you and contrary to the law, God said, it is covered by the blood. You've got to have a new birth experience. Otherwise, you just can't go to heaven. He said, well, Lord, how can this be? Nicodemus, don't worry. Your mother may be dead. So don't worry about her. But God is not dead. This birth is not earth origin. It's from heaven. The wind is not coming from the bottom up. It's from the top down. And you won't have any problem to know when you're born again. Because every mother knows when a baby is born, the first thing it does, it makes a sound. If there is no sound, that baby is a stillbirth. And stillbirth is not godly birth. Everybody that's born, everybody that's born, God said there is a sound. And the sound is from above. Now, you can't tell where the sound is coming from, but it comes from God. What God's trying to tell Nicodemus, Nicodemus, you've got to repent of your sin. Your sins is your past. And when you repent, then you've got to cut yourself off from all your past sins. But if you said, I've got no sins, God said, either you're a liar or God is a liar. And I tell you, believe you're the liar. Hello? God says, cut off your past without God. Roll away your reproach. In your present state, you're not fit for heaven. You can't go. You can't see God. You're on your way to devil's hell. So what must I do, God? He said, you've got to be born again. Well, Lord, how? He says, I've got to cut off all your path. Well, how do you do that? Repent. Repent. He said, you can't enter and can't see. One of the most terrible things to Israel was when Moses came and couldn't go in the promised land. God said, you can't even see it. You can't see it. Now, I thought, I'm human, so I said, God, wouldn't it be nice if you saw people in hell what they missed while they live on earth and had all this opportunity to have a new birth experience? Hello? 
Hello? When you were born in the hospital, there was a registry made of your birth. And when you're born again, there's a registry made in heaven that said this was the day when you step out of your seat, you walk down that aisle, and you confess your sins to God, and you had them all washed away, and your name was written down in glory. And angels rejoice at your birth because another one escaped the chain of hell. I'm trying to tell you, except you be born again, you're not going to see what you're hoping for. So what God said to Nicodemus, you will never see the kingdom of God. You may see Israel become a nation again, but you may never see the kingdom of God. It's different. Israel became a nation in 1948. That's the birth of a nation. But we have not seen the birth of the kingdom. And the reason why, on the day of Pentecost, Pentecost is a rebirth experience. Pentecost means a cancellation. Like the year of Jubilee of all past. All your past. Gone. Pentecost is the beginning. A new beginning. If any man or woman or child is in Christ, you become a new creation. You were born a living soul. Now you're rebirthed into a quickening spirit. You're born with the language of your mom and your dad. I'm going to give you now the language of a heavenly Father. You will speak, not with your natural mother and father tongue, but you will speak with another tongue as the Spirit of God gives you utterance. That's what new birth is. If you don't speak with that tongue, then you don't have the Holy Ghost. Because that's the wind and the evidence of the sound that God's talking about. Nicodemus, you don't understand Nicodemus, you've got to be born again. And he told him three times, he says, you've got to, verily, verily, amen, amen, amen. It's not going to happen, Nicodemus. In other words, you're not going to see what you long to see, except be born again. Now, Paul put it in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. The last few verses said, look, in your natural birth, you have the image of your natural mom and dad. Hallelujah. When you're born again, you take on the image of Christ. You are now in the image of the second Adam. In your first birth, you were born mortal. In your second birth, you become immortal. In the first birth, you have the image of the earthy. Now you're going to take on the image of the heavenly. I'm trying to tell you, you can't make it, honey, the way you are. You know, the airline, if you're 15 minutes after they close the door, you can't get in. Hello? Hello? I'm telling you right now, the womb is still open to give birth in this service. But you can walk out the same way you came in. The Bible said Nicodemus responded in the, in the affirmative. He just have questions. Well, you're going to question this thing to hell. You need to respond to the solution. Hello? He said, look, a new spirit will I give you. And a new heart will I put in you. And I'll take away your stony heart. And I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll write my laws upon your heart. And the works of the flesh 
you will not be a servant to sin anymore. God said, when you're born again, the thing I want to do, I do no more. The place I went, I go there no more. The thing I used to cuss and swear at, I cuss no more. The hate I used to have is gone. Why? Because if any man is born again, he's a new creation. You are born of the water and the Spirit. And by the way, it says your first birth was corruptible seed, but now it's incorruptible seed by the Word of God. So Nicodemus, new birth is a necessity. A change of your spirit. A change of your state. You need to be transformed, not just reformed. God can't patch up this new thing to his old life. No. You know, you ladies should know this. You're going to rip in your garment and try to get some cloth and try to patch it up. This is not a patch-up job. God wants to strip you and reclothe you. He wants to rename you. He wants to give you a new life, a new spirit, a new heart. Make you a new person. No patching up. It's all or nothing. Hello. Hello. Once you come to birth count, honey, it's come on out. The most dangerous place in birth is a bridge baby. Hello. Amen. Or a baby that won't come all the way. And by the way, if that baby come out upside down, the wrong way, it's going to die. It does matter how you come in the kingdom of God. Entering at the straight and the narrow way. So everybody is not being born again. Now, some folks say, well, baptism is not necessary. Well, maybe you think so, but Jesus says three times, you must. Now, I, I, I don't mean being sprinkled. I don't mean being pour water on. I mean get down in that water. Get down deep down in that water. I mean all the way right down in that water. Well, I don't want to get wet. Then honey, you don't want to be born again. Born in water all the way. Amen. And come back up with a new life. There's a new man as new as can be. Praise God. And then God says, put off the whole life. Come on. Put on the new one. The new life. There's a new man, a new woman. Praise God. Hallelujah. One time you count beads. Now you lift up your hand on bending knees. And you worship God. One time you chant. Now you pray from intercession. Come on. Now one time you want to read God's word. Now you love His word. Why? I am born again. For a while, God says, "I want to take away your vile affection and give you a new affection, a new nature, a new man, a new spirit." And so, Nicodemus, you're not going to win the kingdom with a sword. It's by the word. Hello, except you this morning be born again. Kiss heaven goodbye. Except you be willing to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Heaven is by speaking on the tongue. Kiss the rapture goodbye. There is no other method to get in. 
Now, I don't care what your grandma did or your grandpa did. And I don't care what the king said or the prime minister said. Jesus says, this is the way. Fairly, fairly, I sent to you, except, except, let's all stand, except, except, you accept it, you're not going to be there. Now, church, I was born in Jamaica, between Kingston and St. Andrews, somewhere they tell me. They tell me. I can't prove nothing. But it'd be futile for me to go to Alberta Registry and try to find a record of my birth. Right. Hello. Let me tell you, honey, when Jesus' scripture was fulfilled, John chapter 3 was fulfilled on the day of Pentecost. Hello. I want to tell you, folks, Jesus told two things. You can't enter and you can't see it. And he says, I'm telling you, it is so. And he said, well, how can this be? He said, I'm going to tell you. He said, you're from beneath. I'm from above. Right. When you convert a Gentile to a Jew, that's earthly fleshly him. Because the Lord said, when you're done with that Gentile, he's twice candid for hell. So your conversion didn't help him. Everybody hear me? Listen to me? He says, you didn't, you didn't have him one bit. But when you come in my way, because I'm from above, you're from beneath. Mm-hmm. Hello? Now, why did you say that? Because he knew the Pharisees believed that Jesus Christ was born of fornication. They believe that. They believe that Mary was not a virgin. I mean, she had a child outside of wedlock. Mm-hmm. So they believed. So he's not qualified to talk about birth. But he said, just a minute, I'm from above. Right. From above. Mary could only have the child only if God from above overshadowed Mary. But you are from beneath. And that qualified me to be the second the second man, Adam. But I'm telling Nicodemus, no man hath ascended to heaven. But he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. And I'm telling you, you cannot get in. Would you please believe me? Yes, sir. There are hundreds of religions around the world, and if they don't preach this, friend, they're not going to get in. This is not an outward sign of an inward grace. That's nonsense. Right. That is a bunch of human foolishness. Yeah. Repentance. Is saying, I confess, I'm guilty. Baptism is, Lord, destroy the evidence. Wash away my sins. The Holy Ghost. Mean God said, you're a new creature. Speaking in tongues you never learned. As the Spirit gave utterance. Yes, Lord. Now, hello. I like Joseph, Arimathea, and Nicodemus. When Jesus died, guess who went for the body? Hello? Joseph and Nicodemus brought spice. That's nice, but that still didn't save them. 
They better show up at Pentecost. I'm going to ask you this morning, are you truly mm. born again? There's coming a day, yes. honey, when you and I are going to stand before the records. And Revelation 20 says, and the books were open. open. And if I can't find no record of your birth, honey, you will be as unclean before God. You've got to make sure your calling and election yes. is secure. Now, you see, before I close, I'm show you this. Nicodemus was shocked. You see, Jesus, do you know what? I'm a high, for a high parentage. I'm a born Jew. I came from the stock of Abraham, mm. Isaac, and Jacob. And I'm a doctor of doctors. Mm. And I'm an Israelite. I'm a teacher of teachers. And you're telling me my birth is not good enough? I'm telling you it might be good down here, but not good over there. Right. Hello! It's not good over there. It may be good enough for you down here if you're comfortable with your birth. Fine. Hang on to it if you want to. But please don't die that way. Right. Because it ain't going to work. That's right. You're not going to get in. That's right. Hello? And by the way, I have a revelation from the Word of God. Whenever a sinner dies, they do not see Jesus. Mm. They see angry angels. Angels with chains. Yeah. Come to arrest them. That's right. I'm not lying. It's true. That's right. And chains of vengeance. Mm. And will cast them into the bottomless Jesus. pit. Mm. So that they will not see Jesus, and they will not enter in the kingdom of God. But can you imagine, just you one Sunday or one Friday or whatever day you chose, just in obedience, choose to leave your seat and get from your seat and walk towards the pastor, I am fully persuaded. Yes. But I'm not ready to meet God, and I'm not on my way to heaven, and I'm lost. I'm lost as a coin as could be, but please, I want to be saved. Would you please give me that new birth experience? I want to repent right now. I want to be water baptized. I give my life to Jesus. I want what you're talking about. Yes. Unfortunately, it just don't happen that way. Hallelujah. Let's close your heart. I'm going to sing a song. I'm going to sing only for those who are born again. And you that are not born again, my heart cries for you. It says, born again, free from sin. Remember that song? Yes, sir. Born again, free from sin. I'm happy night and day. Nicodemus did not submit to it. Make me shout. Oh! There's no doubt. I know I'm born again. Anybody want to come right now? Born again. I got water. See, here's water. I'm happy night and day. You need to get water baptized in Jesus' name today. Make me shout. You need to wash 
show you sin. There's no doubt. I know I'm born again. And it makes me shout. There's no doubt. I know I'm born again. 